Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me today is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, let's go back into the history books again, but this time, can we explore the Illinois Central? Thanks, Stacey. We start back in 1851 as it was chartered by the state of Illinois to build a railroad between Galena in northwestern Illinois and Cairo in the state's southern tip at the confluence of the Ohio and Mississippi rivers. 2.6 million acres were granted by the federal government as part of the process, making it the oldest land-grant railroad in the U.S. These lines were called the Charter Lines and included a branch off the main line of Centralia to Chicago. Over time, the branch to Chicago became the main line and most of the line up to Galena was abandoned. Riding by rail from Chicago to Cairo, rail passengers could get off the train and onto a riverboat at Cairo to get down to New Orleans. Construction of the IC was completed in 1856, with the last spike driven between Farina and Effingham. At the time, the IC had the largest railroad network in the world. Interestingly, Abraham Lincoln was employed as attorney of the IC from 1853 until his presidential nomination. The young Samuel Clemens piloted Illinois Central Riverboats on the Mississippi before he became the author pen named Mark Twain. And during the Civil War, the IC was used by the Union Army to move troops and supplies to the Mississippi and points south. What did the IC look like post-Civil War through to the 20th century? So after the war, the Illinois Central started growing to the west and south, building track and acquiring other railroads. In 1855, it reached the Mississippi River in northwestern Illinois, getting across to Dubuque, Iowa by ferry in the summer and building tracks across the ice in the winter. In 1869, a bridge opened. Predecessor lines reached Sioux City, Iowa in 1870 and Council Bluffs, Iowa and Omaha, Nebraska in 1899. The IC realized it had to extend south in order to remain competitive. In 1883, it acquired control of two friendly connections that extended from East Cairo, Kentucky to New Orleans. Other lines extended to St. Louis, Indianapolis, Nashville, Birmingham, Alabama, and Madison, Wisconsin. In 1900, the Illinois Central had 800 locomotives, 700 passenger cars, 33,000 freight cars, over 33,000 employees, and 5,000 miles of track. Also in 1900, Wallace Saunders wrote the folk song The Ballad of Casey Jones, relating the tale of the IC's Cannonball Express at Vaughan, Mississippi. Can we fast forward a bit? What was next in store for the IC? By the 1920s, the Illinois Central had almost 7,000 miles of track. Many parallel lines existed, and the network was quite dense with track. Passenger trains helped facilitate the great migration of the early 20th century, when many left the south and headed north to find better work. The IC was famous for its high-speed banana trains from the docks at New Orleans up to Chicago. It called itself the main line of Mid-America. So a lot must have happened to get to where we are today. For sure, in the post-war period, new competition emerged from road transport and airlines, and the Illinois Central and all other U.S. railroads lost market share. Regulations hindered railroads from rationalizing services, operations, and assets. Financial performance deteriorated. Many railroads went bankrupt in this time. In 1962, when diversified conglomerates were popular on Wall Street, Illinois Central Railroad became the subsidiary of a new holding company, Illinois Central Industries, later named IC Industries. The parent invested earnings in diverse sectors unrelated to the railroad or transportation. In 1971, Amtrak took over unprofitable passenger train service, but not before songwriter Steve Goodman rode the IC city of New Orleans between Chicago and New Orleans and turned the experience into a hit song. In 1972, IC Railroad sought to improve profitability by merging with the parallel Gulf, Mobile, and Ohio to form Illinois Central Gulf Railroad, or ICG. As both railroads had many parallel and overlapping lines, there was a lot of redundancy to rationalize. But the biggest reduction in network mileage had to await the extensive regulatory reforms that followed passage of the Staggers Act in 1980. 
The ICG then sold roughly two-thirds of its track mileage, giving rise to many regional and short-line carriers, and concentrated its asset base on the north-south corridor from Chicago to New Orleans and Mobile. In 1989, IC's parents sold the railroad to the private equity concern Prospect Group, Inc., which brought E. Hunter Harrison on board, first as its chief operating officer and then as CEO in 1993. He led the management team that successfully transformed the IC's service, operational, and financial performance over the next decade. In 1996, the IC reacquired the line from Chicago west through Iowa, which had been spun off in 1985. In 1998, CN acquired the Illinois Central. By this time, the Illinois Central was the sole major railroad in the U.S. still operating under its original name nearly a century and a half after being chartered in 1851. Thanks for your time, David. And thank you for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.